0: Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is a show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome, and let's get started. As a show that is assisting in the awakening of humanity and attempting to do our part using myth, gnosis, or spiritual knowing and an unflinching stand for what is true, I see roughly three groups right now. There's the group that is having one epiphany after another. This is a group that could include the meditators, the truthers, the seers, and the Gnostics. This group is really excited for these are the early adopters in this huge shift in consciousness, and they're seeing more and more of this pattern. Then there's a middle group where things have begun to stir. They are sensing that things may not be what they thought, and perhaps the mainstream media is not telling them the truth about what is happening. Maybe they took one or two of the red pills and things are starting to shift or some of what we are talking about mythically is starting to resonate with them. For this group, things are expanding, but they still may be experiencing a lot of cognitive dissonance as they try to discern the pattern that is emerging. This group is neither the early adopters nor the laggards. They have started to right-size the ego and so not be so entrenched in their old ways of seeing and categorizing reality. And they're starting to sense that we are at a tipping point and that they may have something to do with the outcome. The final group does not appear to be stirring nor awakening, and that is fine as well. They are perhaps too entrenched or invested in the old reality. They seem to believe that anyone that does not think and talk as they do are crazy. For this group, there does not seem to be enough inner resources to either right-size the ego nor prepare themselves for the massive amount of information that will need to be downloaded and integrated into our tribe in the coming weeks and months. I know a lot of people in each of these three groups, friends and former friends, colleagues family members people i know in the community i'm fine with whatever group you find yourself in although i sense that within the third group nobody's going to put themselves in that group the ego won't allow it so such is the way of things my focus is on helping those that are showing the unmistakable spark to find some footing and participate in a growing tribe during these strange shifting sands that we find ourselves on and make no mistake these red pill episodes are for the middle group the one that is starting to make sense of things If we can help fill in the picture a bit more clearly, or you take something you heard and investigate it for yourself, then Howard and I will have succeeded. Whether you confirm our findings as true or not is really not the point. Not ultimately, anyways. Your honest inquiry and ability to throw aside the mainstream media's disinformation campaign and propaganda and discern for yourself is what will further your awakening. I wish you Godspeed, listeners. We are, as they say, at the precipice. My guest today is a friend, entrepreneur, restaurateur, and fellow seeker of truth. Howard Ferguson is a man known as a straight shooter, a truth teller, and someone who is able to integrate new information and form it into a collective vision of what is happening and where we might be going. Here is my interview with Howard Ferguson. Okay, I'm here with my good friend, Howard Ferguson. Howard, welcome back to Basecamp for Men. It's great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me again, Tony. Pleasure and an honor as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I was over at your house uh, for dinner the other night and we were sitting around the fire having homemade pizza, which was fantastic. And I thought we'd do this episode as like a continuation of the fireside chat. And, you know, one of the things that, that jumped out at me uh, as we were talking is you're like, God, I, f- I feel so good. I feel so optimistic. And I, I thought, you know, here we are. In the in the middle of everything that's going on, and you and I both feel really great and really optimistic. And I wanted to just start off like, what has you feeling optimistic? Is it your spiritual practice? Is it what's going on in the world? Is it a
1: combination of both? It's a combination of both for sure, Tony. And, and uh, uh, one one of the things is you know, that excites me is people are are waking up. You know, I really um, you know some of the last people that I thought would would wake up are 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 opening their eyes and seeing. Um, you know, behind the veil for the first time. I mean, for instance, yeah. when my 18 year old daughter, you know, she's listened to the a couple of your podcasts, the Champ Perino and the, the Ann Baring, and, and the last time you and I spoke. And, uh, and she asked me, uh, I was cooking the pizzas, you were inside doing something. And, uh, and she said, Dad, why, why does Tony call his podcast uh, mm-hmm. Base Camp for Men when it's so interesting to, to me as a, as, a, as a woman, as a gal? And I said, you know, that's a great question. Why <laughs> Tony get out here? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and she asked you, and I, I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was just as brilliant uh, of an answer as it was a question. So, well, she,
0: it's interesting that she said that way because when I started it, there was a, there was a, I kind of thought maybe I would make it not just for men, even though they were asking me to make a show for men. And so, I, I floated some different titles to America Daily, some that had men in the title and some that didn't. And they really liked the one that had men in the title. And I was telling her, uh, Izzy, you know, I said, I could maybe rebrand it. But at this point, I've got so much traction and I've got so much SEO that it might be difficult. But it, I really appreciated her expressing that because it was never... Even though it is kind of for it was started for men, the topics I get into are are relevant for all of us. And so, you know, there she left me with a kind of a question of like, should I retitle this at some point? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah It was really well, great
1: out of out of the words of babes. And uh, yeah. in a couple of weeks prior to that, my fourteen year old, taking her to a basketball practice, said, "Gosh, Dad, I can't wait for uh, you know this COVID pandemic thing to be over, so we can get back to normal." Yeah, and kind of Socratically, I. You know, I looked at her and I said, "Really?" I said, "What? What was so great about normal that you want to return to?" And I said, "Was it the uh, the the crime, the homelessness, the the greed, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. pedophilia, the yeah. uh, the, the, the <laughs> murder rate? You know, the the inequality, <laughs> the racism?" <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Her, her face just got longer and longer, and finally she said, "You know what? The old normal really sucked. I don't want to go back to that at all." So. Uh, so, so to circle back to your question about why I'm excited, I think that uh, we're at a time in history where we're we're near the end game of of that old broken system that uh, yeah. that, that didn't really work too well for us, and that we're coming upon a chance to create a new dream. And um, and so Absolutely. for me, that's that that's exciting. And uh, and and today I got an email from um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he w- kind of was talking a little bit about you know how to deal with the challenges that we're facing today. And, and as Einstein, you know, said, you can't solve a problem in the same consciousness that you created it. So if I can just read a quick paragraph off of uh, his newsletter, I think it's, it's kind of a, it's good, good information for, for your audience to to think about. So he says, uh, this is from Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you think about your challenge as being in a box and your solution is outside the box, We could say then that no matter the size of the box, you are ultimately going to be limited by the parameters of six walls. Mm -hmm. As an example, if you're looking for your keys inside your house, but they are inside your car, you can search every nook and cranny for your keys, but you won't find them because they exist outside those walls. Mm -hmm. So what are those walls? They are the metaphorical limitations of your thinking, and we are only limited by that which we cannot dream or imagine. I think that's really appropriate to you know the situation where we are today because you know part of the problem and, and the reason it's it's taken so many people so long to see what's been so obvious to others is that you know uh, the mainstream media you know labels anything that's outside the box as a conspiracy theory or, you know, or they get deleted off of the social network platform for disagreeing with the narrative. But, you know, the truth is that we've been lied to uh, our entire life and uh, it's time to start just thinking outside the box um, for not only answers and solutions, but for what's happening and say, hmm, does this really make sense? You know, why why are they adding fluoride to our water when Mm -hmm. there's no empirical data that fluoride, you know, prevents cavities or You know why did I get circumcised when there's no no reason for doing that um, medically or or, or one of a a million other questions. So, anyways, it's it's a time in history where it's not enough to know. It's a time in history uh, where we have to know how. So, Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm 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 optimistic
0: about it. Me too. Me too. I mean, mine is a combination of 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 you know. There's more heart energy. There's more spirit. There's more spiritual practice. There's more people that are doing the inner work, the alchemy in themselves and, yeah. and, and sort of transmuting these energies. And then also just out in the world, I'm seeing tons of signs and we're going to talk about this in just a bit, that, that we're experiencing a reboot of our country and our country leads the world. So it's really a reboot of the world. Um, And we'll talk about Martin Geddes in a second. Um, and,
1: do you feel like the military is in control right now, that that, that they've got this? You know, that's a quandary, Tony. And, and yeah. you and I talked about it a little bit the other night. Um, I wouldn't bet my life on it, yeah. but it seems to be, uh, you know, if you start putting down all possibilities, it seems to be the most probable mm-hmm. possibility. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because there's something really odd in the fact that uh, Trump is the one that, Ordered the National Guard originally into into D.C. Yep. and and the fences went up. Yep. and you know, typically uh, the National Guard is controlled by the governors of the state, but Washington D.C. doesn't have a governor, so the the, the National Guard is directly uh, subservient. Uh, answers to the president, but the, but if you listen to the mainstream media, they'll tell you that you know Pelosi called them in, or you know Biden called them in, and Schumer and. They've right. done it because of the insurrection of January 6th and blah, blah, blah. And it just doesn't make sense. And some of those fences, you know, they're, they're, the barbed wires on the inside yep. and the, br- the braces on the fence are on the outside as if, you know, to keep somebody from pushing from the inside out. Yep. It's just all a little bit odd. So yeah, um, absolutely, it, it, I, I would think that uh, it makes the most sense that the, the, the military is in charge and, and Biden and his administration are just an avatar in there, just a, a placeholder. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, we'll talk about Martin Getty's take on this. He wrote an excellent, uh, piece. Actually, he's got a book called, uh, that I'm going to recommend called change or what is it? Open your mind to change a guidebook to the great awakening.
1: Yeah, it's excellent.
0: Uh, I've seen, I've seen excerpts. I've got his, his one of the essays in front of me and I just ordered the book. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a deep dive into it. Um, it's funny. I was, I've been getting some text messages from some of my liberal friends. Uh, a couple of them on the East coast texted me and it was really sweet. It was, you know, they've been following the show and, and they didn't come out and say, I'm on board with what you're talking about. They simply said, uh, I I'm starting to think that what you're saying might be true. That's all they said. I'm starting to think that what you're saying might be true. So there's this like, curiosity about what you and I are talking about um and you know it's funny because you would think you would think that liberals would be really happy right now like they've got Biden in there and Kamala Harris and you know Trump's finally on the sidelines so everything should be great they should be celebrating but when i talk to liberals that's not the mood they're like they're experiencing a lot of cognitive dissonance they're 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 you know they're might be plugged into mainstream media still, but they're using, you know, they're they're trying to figure it out, and you can see that it's unsettling to them. Um, yeah. And so, you know, this is this is going way beyond political party. This awakening and this kind of uh, this kind of spiritual war that's happening. But I wanted to read a piece from Martin Getty's book, where he calls into question the the presidency of Joe Biden. He says, well, he. I don't like that he calls people dangerous morons on the left, but that's how, you know, he's basically getting his spear out on that. He says, if you are are not a dangerous moron, it is obvious that there is no Joe Biden presidency. A fake and unconstitutional pre-recorded, quote unquote, inauguration where the weather kept magically changing with the camera angle was attended by military not wearing insignia. There was no handover of the nuclear code football, no arrival on Air Force One, no foreign dignitaries and no salutes. The White House is empty and dark, and there's no Marine Guard. Uh, and then he goes on to, then he goes on to call, uh, call out Joe Biden's appearance. He says, if you look closely, you can see that it really isn't him. The ears and shape of the head are different. And then he says, whether it's a double, a clone, CGI, actor in a latex mask, hologram, or all of the above, I don't care, and it doesn't matter. It isn't just a fake presidency. It seems the whole election was fake." a sting operation to draw out every cunning clown who thought they could get away with a communist takeover in America. Remember these things are not announced in advance. You only find out you've got a real communist in power when potential opposition is being exterminated with no media coverage. You also only get to find out it's a sting operation when it's over and the official state media are discredited. Mm. this is uh this is going right to the heart of it and I wanted to ask you like is there is there things that you've noticed where you've been like wow that does not look that is further proof that this whole thing is just a sham.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, where do you where do you start? But, yeah. You know, I mean, Morton brings up some of the most obvious points but the, the fact that there's been no presser for what was it? 60 plus days. Yeah. And uh, when he finally did it, it was, you know, just a, a pre-prepared, you know, Q and a by the DNC, basically. Uh, it was, it was not a press conference at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, him mumbling and bumbling and the fake inauguration, like he talks about, there was changing weather. Every time the a- camera angle changed the, you know, it was a different time of, of the day. It was clearly mm-hmm. uh, a, st- a staged event. Uh, the military um, had no insignias on their, um, on their uniforms. Yep. Um, uh, and apparently there's no air force one designation on, on the flights that he've he flies on that are supposedly on air force one um and, and uh, the other day when he was down in atlanta you know he get there was video footage of biden and kamala coming off uh air force one you know one after another and apparently it's not the way it works uh the the, the vp and the president don't uh don't fly on the same flight for safety That's reasons true. for continuity yeah. of government uh so so there's a lot of stuff like that it's it's almost like they're so obvious that they're put there to red pill people to wake people up.
0: Yeah. I noticed throughout it, like at the beginning, you, you and I are kind of tuned into the same kind of citizen journalist, you know, uh, community, but I mean, they kept filming. The thing is that people don't realize that maybe follow only mainstream media is there's a lot of citizen journalists and they are smart and they are dogged i mean they do their work you know and i remember seeing some some journalists from dc you know they kept filming the dark white house after afterwards like for days afterwards yeah, was, yeah, yeah. just, there's nobody there it's just dark like what the hell's going on why is there nothing going on you had the fenced in dc like you said with the barbed wire everything fenced in that was yes. just weird um and then when he when biden gave his address this this journalist in dc Richard, I think his name was, he was filming, he was in a DC hotel with the the footage on CNN that said live from the Rose garden. Biden, there's
1: nothing going on in the Rose yeah. garden. From he, the, yeah, I exactly.
0: He, he, he would show the TV and it would say, you know, Biden, you know, and Biden was talking and they're saying live from the Rose garden and he's like, I have lived in Washington DC for 40 years. And he would step out on the balcony and, z- and zero in on the Rose. He's like, that's supposedly where he's giving his talk. He goes, there's no security. He goes, when, when a president addresses the nation from the Rose garden, there is there is everything's cleared out there's a massive military presence you have you have military on the roof of the white house he goes there's it's obvious something's going on he goes look and it showed he showed like a gardener like strolling by the window you know it's just like that's there's not a president there's not a president in the rose garden right now i can tell you right now it's like those are the types of things that i'm like i love it that these citizen journalists point this stuff out. And, you know, you don't have to believe that it's true, but it's like, it's hard to argue with your eyes and the video evidence. And, and you're right about the air force one, air force two thing. Like, I don't know if it's true or not, but people would say the journalists would get uh, Biden's uh, schedule from the white house. Cause it's public. And he'd say, okay, he's going to be flying out of Andrews at this time. Well, then they would go to the radar of, of the flight with all of the, uh, uh, call sign the call sign yeah right and it would it would show biden's plane and the airspace would be all cleared so it'd be the only plane in the air but it wouldn't be af1 it wouldn't be designated as air force one and this and this is a military person that's like see there's the the president is always on air force one they are not recognizing him as commander in chief and then i saw one other video with this military personnel And they showed, I guess, in military bases, maybe not all of them, but the major ones, they show the chain of command by pictures. So they showed the the generals all the way up uh, in rank and then ending with the commander in chief. And it's always got the president as the last one in the chain of command. And the person was pointing out, it's been weeks and the chain of command ends at the top general. There is no president. There's no picture of Biden. Yeah. And and they said, you know, every single time within 48 hours of an inauguration, the, the new commander in chief's picture is put up is put up at all of the bases, all the major bases. And she was saying, look, it's there. It's still not up. It's been it's been this long now and there's still no commander in chief picture. So now you could say, oh, you know, that's that's just a bunch of BS or how do you prove that? But it's more that people are gathering little tidbits and going, does this make sense to me? Yeah. And then the other thing that, that uh, Martin said, and I want to ask you is, you know, when all of this went down, you and I were like thinking, okay, uh, this military coup, this kind of reboot of America is, is happening and it's going to happen before January 6th, because as soon as, as soon as Biden gets in there, then he gets all the executive power. um, And, and then it it came and went and it was like, uh Oh, Um, and there was like this, you know, what, what's happening but Martin Getty's lays out that there's very very good reasons why Trump is on the sidelines right now while all this is going on and I wanted to hand it over to you uh to answer the question like why is it good why cuz a lot of people would think why would why would you not want Trump in there uh that you know, would you know that would have been an emotional victory for patriots but in the end I think it was probably best that uh that he's not there right now
1: well yeah i mean for you know, for the obvious reason that capturing the uh, the deep state you know isn't enough that we need to deliver a functioning society afterwards. and if uh, if Trump were to have been reinstated, reinstated either by the Supreme Court or by you know theater, whatever, I, you know, there would have been chaos and riots in the street um, yeah. immediately. And, uh, you know, the D.C. Swamp, the deep state, the cabal uh, w- would have loved nothing better than that. They've been engaging in a, in a civil war, you know, for the last 15, 20 years. Um, uh, and so uh, the, the fact that we've got Trump, whether or not he's actually directly involved um in decisions right now nobody knows well at least we don't know um, right but but him being out of there allows uh you know the biden show to 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 operate uh kind of willy-nilly as a real life truman show and uh and i think it's going to be red pilling a lot of people that already has a lot of people are waking up and going you know like you talked about your your, your liberal friends they're like yeah something's rotten in the state of Denmark. So, yeah, yeah. you know, this way uh, it allows uh, the white hats, the good guys to to clean up the mess around the world, because, you know, the, like a cancer, I mean, every cell has got to be taken out yep. uh, of the cabal. It's not just in, in Washington, D.C. It's, 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 there's aspects of it around the world that need to be dealt with. Uh, so by, by having a fraudulent government or the avatar government in there, it allows uh, a lot of stuff to To happen that couldn't otherwise happen if Trump was in there. For instance, uh, there were some military operations in Iran and Syria. We don't know exactly what those were, but probably had to do with taking out some bad uh, bad characters uh, that necessarily couldn't have been done if if Trump were in office. Um, So there's there's a lot of uh, of reasons why it's good to have him out of there, and probably the biggest reason is that. You know, people are waking up to the fact that hey, we don't we don't want to have a civil war. Civil wars are are bloody and horrible. Neighbors fighting yeah. neighbors. Um, yeah. And and the division that's being you know foisted on us by by the Washington uh, elite on both sides of the political aisle is to divide and conquer. It's to start a civil war. And uh, people are waking up, my liberal friends too. And they're like, you know, wait a minute. I don't, you, know, you and I are on the same page. We, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't want these open borders and all these sick people coming in and our job. Mm-hmm. We don't want the, uh, the the treasury's balance sheet to, to blow up by a thousand fold over two years. That's not good for our country or for my investments. Uh, yeah. So so, if we can turn the the Civil War into a revolution, um, you know that that's a good thing. I mean, they can both be bloody, but the end game of a revolution is is freedom and survival of our uh, republic, which is what everybody wants liberal, conservative yeah. uh, republican democrat. so uh, it's it's brilliant. um it's you know it took us thousands of years to get to this point. um so you know we just have to take a deep breath and be patient. Um, you know, the, the bad guys are playing a long game, so it's going to take a, a little bit to, to clean it up, but I, I do suspect that it'll be over before the next presidential cycle. I, I can't imagine it makes much sense to Keep run another, on. yeah, to yeah. Run, run another presidential cycle, you know, with given everything that's, that happened in the last one. So maybe even happens before the midterms. Uh, so that'd be a year and a half from now, November 22, maybe we see, uh, see something but there's going to be you know there's going to be a little bit of, a little bit of a chaos uh, martin yeah. Geddes calls it an apocalypse of authority yeah uh, where the financial you know economic uh, crash crisis there's going to be a healthcare you know pharmaceutical uh, when the truth comes out about the vaccines and the yep. scandemic and the pandemic and on all, all these types of things um, but it all has to come down in order for it to be rebuilt so Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm super optimistic about everything we're talking about. Like I can see, I can see the reboot. It makes all the sense in the world to me. And I can see the military that all the signs I'm getting from the military Intel indicate that things are moving, but like you, you know, I kind of brush over that, you know, the financial the you know, like the deep state has run the fine the financial institutions and the central banks for so long. Like are they are the white hats in control of the finances to give us a softer landing? Or does the deep state in a in a, in a act of desperation say, you know what, fuck you. Here here's here's what we could do and just, you know, you know, yank the bond market. You know, whatever they do. You sure. don't know more about it than I do. But, but you know, I'm just like I really don't want to. You know, like I, you know, it's not like I have a ton of money. But I'm like God. I, I really don't want to lose all my IRA or you know my son's college funds that are all in mutual funds. But that may well, that may be if, what happens. You know, if it's
1: any solace, I mean, you you and you know everyone the richest else. billionaires in the world are all going to be in the same uh, yeah. rowboat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at at the end of it. So yeah. I don't think there's too much you can do to no. to protect yourself, uh, other than maybe have a little food and water um, in case the supply lines get uh, disrupted. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, So, anyways, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting time to be alive, Tony. It is.
0: It is. I mean, I feel super grateful. You know, last thing is, I saw a video of Tony Robbins. I love Tony Robbins. Uh, he's got that great, Oh, he's got that great baritone, and he's just. Yeah. So- and stuff, and you know he was talking about. I had never seen him rant about COVID, and he was just, you know, saying this is just so ridiculous. You know, the death rates are are flatlined uh, year in and year out. Like this didn't spike anything. It's basically the flu. Like, and you know, I was like, thank you for you know expressing what I feel is is the truth. And but you know, I still talk to people. I talked to somebody the other day. And they were just like, it's just so scary. I'm like, what is scary? They're like, well, COVID, it's mutating. I'm like, well, yeah. the, fu- the fucking flu mutates every year. Like, right. are, were you terrified that there was a new flu season every time? Or no, it's like, well, then why is, why does the media have you so by the nuts that you're so afraid of what's coming next? And and uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just tired I'm tired of the lies and I'm tired of wearing a mask, you know, yeah. it's like, or pretending like it's doing something or that I believe that this is helping people. And right. in the virtue signaling, you and I both live in Seattle. I'm just like, so over this stuff. It's just like, can we get on with it? I mean, everything we're talking about, i kind of want the hammer to drop just to get through this stuff. Cause we're all so fed up with like, you know, not seeing each other's faces, not smiling at each other at the grocery store because everybody's, you know, got two masks on or whatever. I'm just, I'm tired of it. I love hearing Tony rant about it. I wanted to just give you a chance to touch base on it and just... Uh, I try not to go there because it activates me but I just sometimes I'm just like God I'm so sick of this BS you know I, <laughs> I'm tired of being lied to you know I mean, I, know. I don't even watch mainstream media and I'm sick of it you
1: know it's like well you know as you mentioned we live in Seattle and uh, you know the virtual signaling is pretty pretty strong around here but uh, yeah. I, I do have a couple friends that you know uh, I won't mention any names that you know have the the chutzpah or the balls to take off their mask and go shopping and, and oh, yeah. just you know hold their head up and say you know it's I don't believe in conspiracy theories. If somebody confronts them, or yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, I've got a medical condition. I'm not wearing one. I'm not buying this crap. And you know, unfortunately, I'm a little bit more constrained as a as a business owner. I, uh, you know, sure. if I walk into my my restaurant, uh, you know. My, my employees are going to either quit and walk out the door, or yeah. you know, run the risk of uh, offending a customer that's never going to come back, and then they're going to go on Yelp and give me a one star because I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a pandemic denier, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but but I do do give uh, uh, Tony Robbins credit because you know he's got a lot at stake to to go mm-hmm. out on on that limb and call call a spade a spade, and and yeah. uh, he could turn off a lot of a lot of um, followers, but he's got a lot of integrity too, and he I does. Him, I give him respect for for that.
0: Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Howard, thanks for coming on Basecamp. It's always great to have a conversation with you. Um, you know, let's have an let's do it again later this year. I think there's going to be a time when we're going to be coming on and talking about holy crap! Can you believe what ju- you know what just went down? I think we're going to be able to do one of those episodes. That's going to be really fun to do, actually. Right. Um, but th- but thanks again for coming on. Thanks for being such a good friend in this. I've I've needed I've needed people that that I, that I resonate with um, as I've made my way in my own hero's journey and tried to figure out what's what in this and you're definitely a person that I count as a as a very good friend and a, and a compass to help me orient what 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 is what right now. So thank you for that.
1: Well, thanks, Tony. I feel the same way about you. And uh, just in closing, I'd like to just just advise everybody that that's out there listening that you know it's, I've been a changed person since I turned off the news uh, a year ago. I don't watch, you know, CNN. I used to watch Tucker Carlson a little bit because I thought he was telling the truth, but you know, they're just both different sides of the same coin. So, so turn it off. Uh, don't, don't buy into the the narrative on, on either of the sides and we're all one and we're all, we're all uh, in this together. So love wins in the end. Beautiful. Thanks Howard. Appreciate you. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Talk to you later.
0: I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Howard Ferguson. One resource that both Howard and I love is the writing of Martin Geddes. Martin is really, really good at giving you a bird's eye view on much of this stuff. I highly recommend you check out his latest book, Open Your Mind to Change, the guidebook to the Great Awakening. His website is www.openmindschange.com. I promise that you will pull a bunch of things out of this book that you weren't aware of, and I also promise you that you'll feel more optimistic and more empowered about what is unfolding than you did before you picked up the book. That's our show for today. Men, remember that the story of your life is not yet all told. I'm Tony Rezac, and thank you for listening to Basecamp for Men.